How do I get relief from this endless pain? How do I stop being angry or asking why or trying to do the million things that seem impossible? Grief is like that movie Groundhog Day, the same thing day after day after day. It seems like there's only changes for the worse, and that kind of routine starts to wear on you after a while. It also erodes your hope for a future that's different, never mind a happy future. Now, there are three things that will help you when you feel like all you got is grief, that life can't get better, and that God has forgotten you. These things will relieve some of the expectation pressure, help you in your interactions with God, and serve as a reminder that tomorrow can and will be different. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, question God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I know this is a podcast you did not want to have to search for, but I hope you always feel welcomed and heard through these episodes. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over a hundred different countries in almost all the continents. This should tell you that you're not alone as you walk out the hardest journey of your life. And it tells me that there's a need to talk about grief from a Christian perspective. If you're listening for the first time and you wonder who Monica is, well, she's the reason that Grief to Great Day exists. She died within six months of being diagnosed with stage four cancer, but her faith journey changed my life. It changed me. Her story could change you too. So if you want to learn more about dying to be healed, the book I wrote about her crazy faith and undeniable fortitude, go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab. In this podcast, we talk about understanding grief. Like it's not just about being sad. We talk about how to get through the day when you got nothing left and how to grow your faith, even if you don't want to talk to God right now. So if you're just starting your journey, Please know that life will change. It won't always hurt like this. It's important for you to grab a hold of that. So I'll say it again. Your life will change and it won't always hurt like this. This is not to say that you'll stop missing your loved one because you won't, but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. Y'all, I do not know how we got to February so quickly. It seems like just yesterday we were talking about getting through the holidays. So let's take a second to reflect on that. You got through the holidays. 
and I don't care how it looked, it might have been so much harder than you ever expected and it was ugly. Or it could have been easier than you thought, which is rarely the case. But either way, you made it through. Congratulations. Now, make sure to listen to the end of the episode so you can hear a special announcement reminder. We'll go ahead now and get into I Need a Flippin' Break. Three Ways to Cope When a Loved One Dies. After Monica died, I stayed pretty busy questioning God, taking care of the estate stuff, giving her material stuff away that I couldn't handle being in the house, and crying. I mention that because it was a good part of the day that I cried. After a while, I didn't think I would ever be the me I was before she died. You know, the one that didn't have to purchase Kleenex weekly, the one who didn't cry all the time, the one who had control over her emotions, and the one who had happiness and laughed a lot. I guess I was grieving the loss of me too. Six months in, I was shocked that things were no better. I say no better, but a couple years after when I looked in my journal that I kept daily, I was actually getting stronger. Maybe not less sad, but definitely stronger. I got angrier though, and my strength must have made me a real thorn in Jesus' side because I was relentless in demanding he explain why everything happened as it did. A year later, I was functioning differently, a little more like I used to, but my questioning continued, and weirdly, my anger sustained me. I gave up asking God to take me to heaven because I saw that wasn't going to happen, <laughs> but I was still no less sad. After the first year, I was again astonished that it was taking so long that I was a grief failure, whatever that is. It just felt like I was failing. Culturally, we are so uncomfortable talking about grief that we avoid it and ignore it. So I really had no idea how long it should take how I should be at different times or through different milestones and what to do with my constant setbacks or what I thought were setbacks. When I asked my friends how long it would take, they said they didn't know, but it would get better. It would be different. I really didn't believe them. And the fact that they wouldn't tell me when, like give me a date, was incredibly frustrating. I needed to know how much longer my life would be hell. Now, I share this to tell you that wherever you are in your journey, it's not going to be where you want to be. So the first way to cope in grief is to let go of time expectations. Grief is a process, a long process. If you lost someone you love deeply, it's going to take time to grieve your loved one, to grieve the future you planned, and to grieve who you were when they were alive. Y'all, that's a lot of grieving. Then you have to come to a place of acceptance, and that will not happen overnight or over a week or over a month. It takes time. Grief's going to knock you on your butt. You're going to be up one day, and you won't understand why the next day it feels like you are back at the very beginning. It's a flipping roller coaster, or as a friend told me, it's a tsunami of ups and downs. More downs in the beginning, so you just got to hold on tight, even when you think you can't hold on any longer. So the second but most important way to cope 
is to stay connected with the Lord. Connection for me during the first two years, and hear me on this, the first two years was blaming, accusing, and questioning God. It wasn't just about the current grief either. It was about all the things I felt God wronged me with in my life. (laughs) That constant interaction, though disrespectful, kept me connected, and God used it for my good. He used it to build a strong belief and faith in his character and his love for me. Before grief, I had religion, but after, I was in relationship with God, and I never knew the difference until after grief. Now, number three, never, ever, ever, ever give up. Just don't do it. It's a decision, you know. You can give in on a daily basis. You can stay in the bed when you need to. You can say no to all the social functions for a while. You may even under or overeat, but that's you trying to feel better in the moment, trying to cope with what happened. This is okay in the short term, but the danger is that these short-term momentary fixes can turn into unhealthy habits. So that's how I gave into the pain. Being Monica's caretaker, I lost 30 pounds, and I wasn't overweight at that time. (laughs) After she died, holy moly, I gained those 30 and 30 more on top of it in the first year. That was me trying to deal with the pain and confusion of grief. That was me giving in to deal with the pain and confusion of grief. The bigger picture I'm talking about right now, though, is giving up, not giving in. That looks and feels different. Giving up is not allowed because as bad as life can be today, tomorrow might be what changes everything. You're going to find that in your journey. It's crazy. The Bible says joy comes in the morning, and you have to believe that it does. Know that you will have disgustingly hard days. So know it's not anything you did wrong. It's nothing you're doing wrong. It's grief and you have to ride it out. Unfortunately, there is no formula to have a good day. Trust me, I tried and I researched it. (laughs) God has a plan for your life. So never, ever, ever, ever give up. Giving up is not an option. So go ahead and make that determination or that decision for yourself right now. All right, let me recap. And I do this because Jeff, my husband, says I need to recap for it to be most helpful, for it to sink in, a little repetition. So in order of importance this time, number one, stay connected with God. Number two, let go of the time frame or finish line mentality of grief. It's going to take as long as it takes. And that fact can be freeing if you allow it to be. And number three, never, ever give up. Joy will come in the morning. I can't tell you which morning, but I promise and I am a living example that is true. Now, go outside today. Feel the sunshine. Soak it in. Take a small walk. Breathe in the fresh air. Go do something you want to stay in bed 11 hours of the day, fine. But for one hour, go do something. Call a friend, go get coffee or tea, do one little thing today and just enjoy it. You can go home and cry after. I know I sure did a lot. The word of the week 
is John sixteen twenty two, And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man can taketh from you. Look, if you need a place of connection, of support, of encouragement, I want you to join our group of faith-filled women who get the pain of grief, the priority of faith, and who encourage and support each other through the hard days. Join the private Facebook group. You're going to feel welcomed and supported in a way that other people who haven't been through this cannot. And we will always point you always point you to the great physician and the true healer. You can find the link in the Grief to Great Day website or in the show notes. Now, our spotlight resource for February is a workshop called The First Year of Grief, How to Survive with Hope and Heal. In the first moments and year, maybe two, after your loved one dies, the world, it's upside down. This workshop is like a compass, so you're never going to question which way is up. And you don't have to keep searching for what to do, how to do it. This is all you're going to need. I promise. I'm going to walk you through the four most important actions to take right now after your loved one has died to help you deal with and heal from the loss. I call it a workshop because I want you to understand there is work to be done. There are action steps you have to take towards your healing. If you're just starting your journey and you have no idea what to do, This workshop will guide and direct your steps. You're going to grow closer to God even when it's hard to pray. You're going to work towards acceptance, even if that word makes you angry right now. And you're going to know what to expect in your healing process. You can purchase this workshop on my website, grief2greatday.com. And as promised, here's your reminder Be on the lookout starting this Thursday for an episode called Coffee and Kathy, a weekly quiet time with God to build trust. I have preached that you need to pray, read, and rise a lot. And in grief, that reading of the Bible can be hard. You know you should do it, but you don't for a lot of different reasons. I know how that feels. So I figured I'd give you a way to have a consistent weekly devotion. Y'all know I'm not Kathy, but she was the sister of a childhood friend, and she wrote a beautiful blog that I'm going to share with you weekly. This devotion-only episode will air each Thursday during this year. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, get comfortable, and just listen to the Word of God through the lens of Kathy's life experiences. Lastly, in the next couple weeks, we're going to begin our journey challenging the impossible in your life, which right now might be getting through the day without crying. I've asked you this before, but I'm going to ask you again. Write down one to three things you feel are impossible. Post them in the Facebook group, email them to me, or just keep your list private but handy. There are things in my life that I thought would never happen that have happened, and it's only God. Now, I also have a few things left from my grief journey. Yes, all this time, (laughs) all these many years after, I still have things left that apparently I still feel are impossible or they would have been conquered. So we're going to take the journey together and you and I will do our part and we're going to watch God do miracles in our lives 
If you don't have a church home, visit mychurchopendoorchurch.com. And you know that links to everything you need are going to be in the show notes. Do not forget, you're not alone. This is not your forever, and God has plans for you. Yes, I'm talking to you. If you were that person that just thought to yourself, yeah, maybe somebody else. Nope, I'm talking to you. So keep coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking your steps toward healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.